Good morning. You're so you're so obedient morning. this morning. So quiet. So let's do it right. Good morning. Good morning. Oh, that's what I like to hear. Thanks a lot. So glad to have you in worship this morning here in the sanctuary. And those of you who are joining us remotely, we're glad you're here. My name is David Greenhaw, and I'm the interim senior minister of the congregation. And uh, we want this morning, uh, at this service especially, to welcome uh, those folks who are joining us from Arbor Trace. And... And I'm Reverend Angela Wells Bean. I'm your minister for congregational care. It's also a privilege to be here to be leading you in worship, and we're so glad to have you in person and online. Um, you may notice the person sitting next to me this morning is not our director of music. Dr. Becky Wiesrumpf is out this morning, but we are grateful to have Dr. Trent Brown filling in as our guest conductor. So glad to have you, Trent. Oh, attendance. We can never yeah. forget that. Yes, yes. So, if you're in the sanctuary, please grab those blue attendance pads. Take a moment to fill it out with your contact information so we know you're with us this morning. And if you're worshiping online, please write your name in the comments section. And while you're there, you can click on a link, which will bring up a PDF of our bulletin so you can follow along with the service order. So uh, this is two weeks from the time of the annual meeting. According to our bylaws, we are to announce the annual meeting officially. You should consider yourself officially announced to. Uh, it is uh, two weeks from this Sunday. It will take place in the sanctuary uh, beginning about 12.15 after the second service. If you're 9 o'clock service people, you're going to want to sneak out and not come back. Come back. Uh, it's, uh, it's worth coming back for. Uh, you'll hear a few reports. Um, I've written a letter to folks, uh, and in my letter I said that it, it happens to be Super Bowl Sunday. And it happens to be that this year, depending on how it goes today, my home team, the Kansas City Chiefs, will be in Super Bowl. So we will be finished but with the annual meeting, not in time for the Super Bowl, in time for my pre-kickoff nap. Uh, so, uh, so we will be finished uh, in time. Please join us. Today, we have the annual reports, and there's a major revision of the bylaws and copies of the bylaws available for you. Um, they are going to be mailed to you, but you can save us the cost of postage and the cost of the aggravation if, as you leave today, you walk along that circle drive there. There'll be an alphabetical order. See if you can find your packet and take it home today with you. Um, Lots going on with the annual meeting, a lot of work to get ready, lots of hands busy to do it, but it'll be, uh, it'll be a good gathering two weeks from now. And one week from now is February 5th, and we are having a concert that afternoon. Pianist Lindsay Gerritsen will be with us at 3 o'clock in the afternoon. So come to worship in the morning, take a break, get some food, come back at 3 o'clock right here in the sanctuary. No tickets, uh, um, so don't worry about that, just come and join us for the music. So um, I'm really disappointed with the congregation. I just have to tell you, um, I am a, a lifelong member of the Procrastinator Anonymous uh, <laughs> organization. If I can do it later, I will, and I'll push things to the last minute. But it turns out I have announced and we have announced to the congregation that we're in a stewardship drive and people need to do it soon because we're wrapping it up this week and we are 
about almost three-fourths of the way through. You are doing wonderfully well. You're not procrastinators. Well, there are a few of you still in the room, maybe, that are. But you can outdo me. Get your stewardship pledge in this week, and uh, we'll uh, cross the line and be excited to go to the annual meeting with a subscribed budget. Thanks for your good work on that already. With what shall we come before God? With what shall we bring as an expression of our worship and our praise? Shall we bring all that we own, our finest possessions, our life savings, our investments, and our property? Would God be satisfied if we brought everything we possess? No. God is looking for something more. God has told us what is good, and God has told us what God expects of us. To do justice. To love mercy. And to walk humbly with our God. May it be so in our worship this morning. Will you join me in the invocation printed in your bulletin this morning? Let us pray. Holy Spirit, breath of God, blow in our lives this day. Clear out the cobwebs of closed minds and outworn ideas. Fill us with the freshness of your living love. Cleanse and renew us that we might go from this place ready to be your people in the world. We ask this in the name of the one who came to reconcile the world to you, even Jesus Christ. Amen. I invite you to be in a spirit of prayer with me as I offer this morning's pastoral prayer. Let us pray. As we do each week, steadfast and righteous God, we come before you in prayer. Sometimes we come before you sure of ourselves, not in a way that is meant to be proud, but in the certainty of your presence in our lives and our world. But at other times we come uncertain, uncertain about the circumstances in which we find ourselves and the path that we should take. We wonder, like the prophet Micah, what would you have us do? What shall we offer that will please you? Do you want signs and sacrifices, O oh God? Do you want gold and cattle? Can we turn over our children to you? We thank you that you ask for none of these, but you simply ask for our hearts, our commitment to being good to you and good to one another. Your words, O oh God, are not hidden from us. Neither has your will for us been kept a secret. You have indeed told us what is good and all that you require of us to do justice, love kindness, and to walk humbly alongside you. And so we pray for justice. We lift up people who have been chased from their homes due to violence, famine, or persecution. We name as sin the injustices due to prejudice against race, age, gender, religion, sexual orientation, economic class, or nationality. We condemn the exploitation of the weak and the vulnerable, the destruction of our natural world. And we pray that we might have the wisdom and the courage to make a difference. We seek your loving kindness, not only for ourselves, but for all of humanity. Teach us to remember the mercy we have received so that we might extend that same mercy to others. We pray your presence and comfort upon those who receive hate or cruelty, those suffering with mental illness and who have no access to care, those who are lonely, and for our veterans who struggle with war even though they are home. 
We ask for humble hearts. May we have the eyes of Jesus to see the blessed and those in need of blessing. Give us patience to sit with those who mourn, peace to share with those who are anxious, gentleness to wrap around those who are sick, faithfulness in times of uncertainty. How shall we come before you? May we come with faith and an open heart so that we may go into the world with justice, mercy, and humility. With a boldness that comes in the midst of your grace, we join our voices together, praying the prayer that Jesus taught us, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Our scripture reading this morning comes from the prophet Micah, chapter 6. You're invited to follow along in your bulletins if you would like. Let us hear these words. Hear what the Lord says. Rise, plead your case before the mountains and let the hills hear your voice. Hear, you mountains, the controversy of the Lord and you enduring foundations of the earth. For the Lord has a controversy with his people And he will contend with Israel. O my people, what have I done to you? In what have I wearied you? Answer me. For I brought you up from the land of Egypt and redeemed you from the house of slavery. And I sent you before Moses, Aaron, and Miriam. O my people, remember now what King Balak of Moab devised. What Balaam, son of Beor, answered him. And what happened from Shittim to Gilgal that you may know the saving acts of the Lord. With what shall I come before the Lord and bow myself before God on high? Shall I come before God with burnt offerings, with calves a year old? Will the Lord be pleased with thousands of rams, with ten thousands of rivers of oil? Shall I give my firstborn for my transgression, the fruit of my body for the sin of my soul? He has told you, O mortal, what is good, and what does the Lord require of you, but to do justice, to love kindness, and to walk humbly with your God. My grandfather was a a humble man. He, He never took an airplane anywhere. To the best of my knowledge, he never took a train. He drove... Um, He chewed tobacco, as a matter of fact, and used to spit out the side of the car and made a mess on his cars. I remember his car as well. Uh, He he, uh, never went to Chicago, never went to Los Angeles, California, never New York, certainly never Florida. He lived and did most of the things he did in just north of the Arkansas border in Missouri up to Kansas City. He was a home builder for a number of years and then 
retired to a farm in a little town near, near a little town called Adrian, Missouri. I spent a lot of times as a kid in the summers in particular down on that farm. He taught me how to drive a tractor because he was a builder. He taught me how to hold a hammer and drive a nail, how to, how to start a saw, a hand saw, just right so that it would run smoothly back and forth after you got a good start. And boy, when he ate breakfast, I think I've told some of you about this. When he ate breakfast, it was the most wonderful ritual. He cooked bacon, or my grandmother cooked the bacon, uh, till it was just almost ready to turn to ash on the plate. <laughs> he, he, he had the runniest eggs you could ever see. And then he always had a stack of white bread and butter, and he'd put a little butter on the bread, and then he'd break the bread, and there was a He'd take some sorghum molasses and put it on his plate. And then in one single motion, he'd reach out here and run his hand through the sorghum molasses and eat it up like that. I can do that to this day. I love sorghum molasses. He was very kind to me and to so many people. There's a story told about him that one time he was in a hospital visiting a family member And as he went in, there was a a man who was a roommate in the bed next to the uh, family member who was in for back surgery. And uh, my grandfather had had such a surgery and had huge sympathy for this absolute stranger. He went over to the stranger and he took his hand in his and he stroked the hand and he said to him how, how sorry he was for him and how, how he knew it was painful and difficult. He was just unbelievably kind to this man. He, he could show kindness in incredible ways. Don't we just love kindness when people do kind things? But my grandfather did that thing to this man, and everyone remembers that story because my grandfather was a racist, and that man was a black man in the hospital And my grandfather showed kindness to that individual. But every time at the table where he'd do the sorghum molasses, he'd rant on and on and use the N-word liberally. He'd be listening to the radio. He loved to listen to the baseball games on the radio. And if if the player missed a play, it was because of that player's race, not because of a good pitch or a bad swing. He had the most egregious, racist attitudes and beliefs and commitments. It was appalling. Sometimes I think when Norman Lear did uh, All in the Family, he had a picture of my grandfather in mind when he did, uh, uh, what was his name? Archie Bunker, that's right, when he developed Archie Bunker. But Archie was mild compared to my grandfather. I love my grandfather. In fact, we called him Pop, and my grandchildren, in honor of that, call me Pop. I like that. But he was wrong, and he behaved badly and wrongly. The, the, the Bible in the prophet Micah talks about what is required. By the way, this is required reading this 
sixth chapter of Micah. It's something that all of us should pay attention to because a lot of times when we think of church and we think of the Christian religion, what we do is we think, well, there are these rules we have to follow. There are these things we have to do. We have to do this ritual right. Do we uh, kneel here, bow there, cross left and right, or right, left? Do we, do we uh, sing loudly, sing softly? Uh, do we, what do we have to do to do this thing right? And the truth is, you don't have to do any of those things to do it right. You don't have to believe everything just the way everybody else believes. There's, there's incredible freedom and flexibility with God, according to the prophet Micah. There's, there's an incredible ability to have an array of religious practices and religious beliefs, and none of those are required. What's required is this thing that's so easy for us, to love kindness, to, to recognize it, to do it, to, to appreciate kindness. To, to do it over and over, however and wherever, to, to celebrate kindness. That's, that's what's required. And, and we don't have to be big and famous or extraordinary, and even if we are in the larger scheme of things, we're not all that big a fish anyway because the, the pond of the universe is rather large. So we're, we are by nature humble. We may be puffed up from time to time, but uh, to be humble is to recognize that you're not everything. You're not quite as big as you might think and not quite as small as you might imagine too. But the other thing you're to do, the thing my grandfather did wrong is to do justice. It's not enough to simply be kind to someone It's not enough to do as he did, to recognize there in that bed somebody, a human being just like him, in need of care and support and nurture and kindness. That's great. It's important. But it's not enough. It's not enough because it's not doing the justice that is required of us. And the justice that is required of us is not anything really more than saying the way the world is isn't the way it should be if anyone is treated so poorly and differently, if the value of any human life is worth less than the value of another, that's not just. I don't know how you reacted to the events of this week. I reacted as I've been reacting over and over again, as people are killed and their lives are worth almost nothing. And as the one more revelation about a horrible police brutality where black lives, where a, where a young black man who has promise and hope and complications could be brutally killed, murdered on the streets. This is not just. We should give the benefit of the doubt to everyone. We should, we should have a world where racism does not thrive and flourish, where it is resisted. That is a call of us. We are to do whatever is possible to help make it possible for the justice of God, for every child, every, chi- every child of God to be able to have a home and a life worthy of living and enough food to eat and a place to live and to experience kindness 
over and over and over again. What is required? You don't have to get the checklist right. You just have to do what God calls us to do, to be the humble souls that we are, to love kindness, and do whatever we may to support the cause of justice for all of God's children. Thanks be to God. Amen. Sisters and brothers, go forth this day in power and in peace. Go forth, enjoy the many kindnesses there are in this world God has made. The ways in which we are touched and touch others. The ways in which we feel welcomed and welcome others. The ways in which we find in this world a home. Go forth in that power. Go forth in that peace. And go forth with a strong and certain hope and deep commitment that it may be so for all of God's children around the world. Amen.